Hello, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I am here with the wonderful Michelle Valeri. This is a wonderful interview we're going to be doing. She will be a speaker at our Esthetician Summit 2023, and she is in the area of Chinese medicine. Now, I know many of you have actually sent me messages, you've sent me DMs, and you've said that you're so excited to not only hear Michelle, but you're excited to see exactly how she pairs estheticians and Chinese medicine together. So, Michelle, give us a little intro because they're excited to see you. They really are. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, well, you know, Chinese medicine is about balance. And mm. we just have to just recognize that if someone has a skin condition, I don't care what it is, that means that they have an out of balance. And that doesn't matter what's going on in their body. It doesn't have to just be about skin. If they've got, you know, constipation, or if they've got their hair falling out or having fertility issues, it's exactly the same across the board. You throw skin conditions into that same mix of being out of balance. And once we can establish what's out of balance, then we know how to correct the, the problem. So I feel like Western medicine and aesthetics, they like to focus on the problem. You know, we have the skin issue, we've got the digestive issue, whatever, right? But Chinese medicine looks at why did the body choose to go there? Why did it decide to put eczema here? Why did it decide to put this kind of zit here and that kind of zit there, right? So we're looking body's doing what it's doing. And when you can recognize that, then you can fix it and make it go away. Yes. And so there are a lot of things that are missing in the understanding of why the body's choosing to show us lines, wrinkles, skin conditions. And I really want to break through that box that the aesthetics world has put us in and scream BS on a lot of it because it is BS most of the time. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So just a heads up. Don't ask me a question unless you want a really straightforward answer. <laughs> you already know I'm straight shooter, you're a straight shooter. I know. We're, I know. we're in the same company. We're, we're going to get in trouble together. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's fascinating. And I think you're, the way you're explaining a lot of things, because I think, and I, this is my first question, what's your opinion of the level of education that estheticians are lacking? Yeah, I'm probably going to split the room on this one. Maybe they're going to make some friends or I'm going to make some not friends, right? But I think that it sucks, honestly. Right. And I think that there's a lot missing. I took a lot of aesthetics training. Mm -hmm. I never took a class that I walked away going, I am so glad I did that. I learned so much. I walked away pissed off and I thought, what a waste. And no wonder people struggle with healing skin conditions, right? There are 13 things that we have to keep in mind when we're trying to address skin issues. You want me to list them? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we've got energy, sleep, appetite, thirst, body temperature, urination, bowel movements, emotions, pain, lifestyle, stress, how they handle their stress, their exercise, and even where they live. So if we're not addressing all of those things, we are using an incredibly incomplete system for addressing a skin problem. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. You do this to me every time. Every time you and I talk, <laughs> I'm always looking at you like, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, because here's yeah. the thing we are as estheticians we are not taught to take mm -hmm. the totality of the body into right. consideration during skin consultation during um skin analysis it right. is decollete neck and face and right. we are supposed to be able to calm hydrate soothe correct repair 
all of those things with not even 10% of what's happening everywhere else. Well, I will say that if you understood how to diagnose through the face, which is called physiognomy, it's a first method of diagnostics that was invented for internal health issues. If you knew that and were proficient with it, that would be acceptable, but they don't teach us that. Okay. But I'm teaching that in my programs, right? So yeah, I can look at somebody and within two seconds, I know what emotions they have, what health issues they've had past present and what they're leaning towards towards the future what every line march mark and feature says how they're sleeping how they're pooping how they're doing all these things but that takes time and it has been my mission to just revamp this industry with a level of education so i don't teach aesthetics classes i teach chinese medicine classes that i allow some estheticians to take okay so let's go down that path yeah okay let's go down that path what do you want to know Because I think that's the thing with the idea of what Chinese medicine is and what is presented to us here in the Western world Mm -hmm. and then what aesthetics is supposed to be, but what we're not really doing, right? We're, we're going way off on a tangent. How are you bridging estheticians and Chinese medicine together in the programs and the training that you're giving that's so consistent that it's yielding those amazing results that you're showing on your, on your Instagram? Okay, if I get off on a tangent and don't answer that question, make me circle back around. Okay. Okay, most people think that Chinese medicine is herbs and acupuncture. Those are the two things that people think of, but they are just modalities within the scope of Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine has literally hundreds of schools of thought, theory, and philosophy. I'm not talking about institutions. I'm talking about this is our lineage. This is the dynasty we're following. This is the technique that we're following. This is the belief system that we're following. And before all the dynasties split, it was a complete system. Once the, the all the dynasties split, we've got bits and pieces floating all over the place. This is why if you Google something and you say, what is, you know, is something yin or yang? you're going to get conflicting information. It's like nobody agrees on anything. Well, mm-hmm. that there's a reason for that. It's because this lineage says this, this one says that. Okay. So all of the teachings that I'm doing are authentic before the dynasty split. And the information that I got from my masters was thousands of years of one master, one student, just going down, down, down the list. So there are two people on the planet that know a majority of what I've been taught, me and the master that taught it to me. And they have gifted that multiple masters have gifted me with the opportunity to share it with whoever I choose. Mm. That is unusual. Okay. So taking that a step further, we look at food therapy, how you feed your body, your mind, your spirit, how you handle your emotions. They can all be handled in multiple ways with multiple modalities. Okay. So we have to look at how do we, feed the body. There are 120 body types that are recognized by Chinese medicine. There are 120 skin types recognized by Chinese medicine. There are 12 types of acne. Okay. So this is why I say zit. I I don't, I don't play with the, with the terms that we're taught in aesthetic school because they're just symptoms. And so sometimes we have to do meditation. Sometimes we have to do medical qigong, medical tai chi. Sometimes we have to do food therapy. Sometimes we have to do product therapy. Sometimes we have to do other things. It just depends on what's going on with that person. So we can line 10 people up that have exactly the same marks on their face, 
but they're actually there for different reasons. So we have to understand what is the body telling us? And we don't, like I said earlier, we don't just look at the one spot. We have to look at the full picture. And based on that, is going to tell us different things. This is why I'm saying if we have one line on the face that everybody has, that line has a meaning, but it's a generalized meaning meaning until we know their health history and we see what has led them to this point. Wow. And that's what makes it need to be customized. Okay. So everything in Chinese medicine is fixable. You know, so let's just say you developed a a health condition, you developed a skin condition, an allergy, whatever the case is. If it wasn't there before, if we remove the problem, by default, why shouldn't that go away? So these BS diagnoses that we're told will never go away. You just have to learn to deal with the symptoms. I scream BS on that because if you remove the behavior that caused it to happen in the first place, why wouldn't it go away? Right? The body's constantly regenerating. True. We're based off of cell cycles. Yeah. Our hair growth cycles are based off that for hair removal. Everything. So every single cell in the body, including our bones, regenerate over the course of a one-year period. Every single part of your body is no more than one year old. The thing that takes the longest to regenerate is a brain. It takes 365 days from birthday to birthday. So if you feed your body, mind, spirit properly, you can regenerate and have actual real age reversal. Real age reversal, not anti-aging. Anti-aging is, in my opinion, it's a marketing term. And it's like going to the fountain of youth with a bucket that has holes in it. It is full of holes. So, (laughs) and so that when you transition that into aesthetics and dermatology, I feel like it's like you're, you're wanting to treat only with products. And if you, if you look outside of the body for solutions that are happening as a result of something that's going on internally, you're going to get half-ass results at best, right? So, and they're not going to be lasting. So, you know, I equate it to putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg, right? It's not the cast that's going to heal that broken leg. It's the body. It's the energy in the body that is renewing the the energy that is causing Mm. it to heal. Same thing. And if you don't believe it, take a carrot and put it in a cast. Get back to me in six weeks. Let me know if it grew back together, right? So we have to remove the irritant. We have to remove the problem. So you walk along and all of a sudden something feels uncomfortable in your shoe and you wiggle your foot around. And then all of a sudden it just like keeps getting worse and worse and worse. You finally you take off your shoe and you're like, oh, I had a little rock in there, a little pebble. Well, skin conditions are the result of internal pebbles. And sometimes those contributors are outside influences. But ultimately, all skin conditions are the result of something that's happening internally, unless you've gone and done something stupid with, you know, a a bad service that you should never have done, or you've licked your lips, you go outside and it's zero degrees outside. I mean, common sense. Um, So, but yeah, that's, did I answer your question? (laughs) So I'm going to take it back to the estheticians. So you have estheticians, right? On your social media page, you have an amazing before and after of a client that you had that had acne and hyperpigmentation and everything. And then you show her amazing after. 
when you're working with estheticians, what is it without giving it away? Because I know you're mm -hmm. going to do a whole bunch with us at the summit. What is it that draws you to working with estheticians? Because you're a wealth of knowledge. You have a lot of knowledge. You have a lot of proof in the pudding, shall I say. You have a lot of um, proven work, right? Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, well, what I have, what I felt was that there are a lot of estheticians that in their heart, they truly want to help people. True. And they just haven't been given the proper guidance. True. Right. They don't know where to go and they're, they're searching and searching and searching. And then all of a sudden they're like, I, I'm not, I, I still have a void. And, and so, you know, originally I started out, I didn't, I never went to school with the intention of becoming an esthetician. I never, that was never what my goal was. My goal was I created a product line to keep me from looking like I was aging. And when I went, I went through the very expensive route to do that. <laughs> but, you know, as I was using it and I was like, okay, this stuff really works. I started having people ask me about it. And so then I would, you know, share it with them. And when I could see what changes happened with people, when they saw half of their face change in 15 minutes, I knew that there was something there. And so I thought, okay, how can I address things that are making people look in the mirror and hate themselves? They don't like who they are. They've got all this emotional and physical trauma. How can I help this demographic feel better about themselves? Mm. And you know, I felt like it was going to be easier to address, okay, somebody doesn't like a line or they don't like the pigment or they don't like the acne or the scars. It's easier to get them into our offices because those are what their chief complaints are. And if you can explain to them why their body's doing that and your body's not broken, it's fixable if you're willing to do the work, then it allows for this transition to happen and we become wellness providers. Wow. But it's not for everybody you know, and, and that's a, okay, you know, so, but we have to be able and willing to ask about their bathroom habits. We've got to ask about the food. We can't just, if somebody tells me, oh, I have a clean diet. I'm like, what does that mean? Really? Right. What does that mean? Because that, that means zilch. And so we have to get really down and dirty with what is it like to live in, in their shoes for time, a certain time period until we can figure out what exactly is going on with them. Whoa. Yeah. So I just feel like estheticians as a whole really do want to help their, their clients. I really do believe that they, they put their heart and their soul into their practice and into their, into their clients. And I want those people to succeed and I want their clients to get results and I want them to get over the traumas and get over the hangups and the insecurities and the pressures from all the social media nonsense right? I mean, I'm tired of that. Take the stinking filters off, right? And it just, it just makes me crazy. So I want those people to benefit from that. And it's not going to be for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. The training's not everybody's cup of tea. And that's fine. It's designed that way. I don't want every single esthetician. I want the ones that really want to go down that wellness journey path for themselves and for their client base. Wow, Michelle. Here's the thing. You and I met, we instantly clicked. Yeah. You know, we went to lunch and stayed there for like what, two hours. And you <laughs> and I are just talking right back and yeah. forth. And, you know, my mission has always been with this summit is to give aesthetic education, is to expose people. We have networking, but expose the education in a different way, in a way that is not the traditional, right? Mm -hmm. 
And when I announced, because you were the last speaker to um, be announced on our on our panel for all of our speakers, mm-hmm. you would be surprised at how many estheticians were like, wait, what? Oh, good. Good. Chinese good. medicine? <laughs> and the thing that really excited me, and of course it excited me just because I've had a chance to sit down and break bread with you and it had nothing to do with anything. It was just you and I coming together. Right, yeah. Was that we speak the same language. And I think because there are so many estheticians that are struggling and wanting to offer something like this, but they don't know how they don't know. And here's the thing. And and I'm not knocking anyone who's in our industry, anyone who's coaching, anyone who has programs, I'm not knocking any of that, but the authenticity sometimes is not there. You know what I'm saying? And, And you get it. And I say this too. There's a lot of estheticians that come broken to us as well. They're beat down. They're tired. They're exhausted. They're looking for something that they don't really even know what they're looking for anymore. Exactly. So when you have, you have this wonderful, amazing program, you have these estheticians that are coming to you and they're wanting to bring this level of, um, I always call it the the customer experience. Cause this is a, what you offer is a customer experience. Oh yeah. It's an experience. It's not, you know, a, a cookbook of I'm going to wash your face. We're going to analyze your skin. You know, it's not the traditional yeah. skincare aesthetic cookbook. But what you're bringing is a a customer experience. And so you and I went over this a little bit when we were in lunch. You're not spending 30, 40, 50, an hour and 90 minutes with people, are you? No. No. (laughs) No. And I don't even use products. I don't send products home with people. And I know I'm not going to make some friends on that one. It's a choice. Okay. And I chose to stop using products because I felt like it was a crutch for my, for my patient load. And when we went through the lockdowns and there were supply chain issues, people would call me in a panic. Oh my God, what's going to happen? All my my, my results going to go away and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? That's it. No more, no more products. So sometimes, you know, if somebody wants to continue using them, great. I'm going to tell them what they need for their skin, but I want to address it where they're taking complete control over themselves, how they feel, how they look. And, you know, if they're like, I just love products. I love that routine. Then great. I'll give them a suggested list of what they need, but I'm not stocking it anymore. I'm not ordering it for them. Nothing. So, yeah. So I I just really want people to, to take back their power. We put so much control and power into entities and products and other people and I don't like that you know we have to be authentic and when you go back to that inauthenticity that you were talking about every esthetician is not going to build a successful practice like every other esthetician every client is not going to get results from a checklist system so why should your marketing and your education be the same way That to me, when somebody has a checklist system, and I'm not going to make friends on this one, and it's okay. When someone has a checklist system, that's all they've got in their toolbox. When you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. (gasps) So you have to be able to have that variety and that flexibility if you really want to be customized, unique, and different, you know? Okay, so let's pause at the the no products (laughs) thing. How did you... Yeah get past that because 
day one, you get your student pack of products in beauty school. You sure do. And beauty school's all about how do we sell more products? How does this product company make money off of me so that I can push that on to somebody else, right? You know, and I I don't have a problem with everybody having their own business model and what they choose to do is up to them. But for, for those of us who don't want to go down that path, we shouldn't be you know, basically crucified for going against the grain. And that's what happens. So if anybody wants to go that route and not do those things, I will be your friend. But I I just don't, I just don't understand why people feel that they have to go that direction. It's, I know that if I eat a hot pepper, Within a few minutes, well, it's never too hot for me, but within a few minutes, my face is going to get red, right? You're Mm going to feel warmer. But if I eat something like a cucumber, I know that it's going to cool me down energetically. So if I know it's going to make that kind of a change in my complexion, why wouldn't I address food, right? Yeah. So... You have to like look at it from that perspective. Then think about think about what happens when somebody is crying. First thing that happens, their nose gets red, right? It's affecting their emotions are affecting their face. It's affecting their complexion. It's affecting everything about them. They get angry, they get pissed off, they get the you know, angry lines, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we start looking at, okay, well, the emotions just did that. The food just changed the color of my complexion. What why should we not go there? And I'll know a lot of estheticians are like, I don't have a license to do nutrition and blah, blah, blah. Well, this isn't nutrition. This Mm -hmm. is how the body works, period, end of story. And when you understand the action that happens as a result of ingesting something, why aren't you allowed to talk about that? These stupid level marketing stay-at-home moms that go to these 30-minute pep rallies that walk out thinking that they know more than these educated people can talk about this stuff. Why can't we? Well, we can. But you better know your stuff, right? See, I'm still stuck on the crying. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We don't look at crying at, I should say this, we don't understand the power of emotions on what we see and what happens to our body. We don't acknowledge it. We're going to, and here's the thing, you know, everybody that knows that listens, y'all know I talk about products all the time. Of course, my products, but whatever. (laughs) Less different. (laughs) You are really getting me to understand that you're prioritizing the customer experience over a sale. Yes, over a shove of a product because we want to see what happens. Exactly. So when you have someone that is not, and I'm going to go here, you're you're working with someone, you're not really pushing product. What are they doing then? Well, it depends on what they've presented with. You know, there are some times I only will tell them to use a washcloth with a certain temperature, a certain number of times. There are times when I incorporate change in the way they feed their bodies. There's times when I avoid, I tell them to avoid certain foods. There's times when I incorporate meditation. It just depends on what they need. And 
based on what they need, we have to start out by building a really strong, solid foundation. And once we get the foundation started, then we can build on it. And then the next time we can build on it and then we can build on it. So I'm teaching them how to heal their body, but also life is going to get in the way. Stress is going to happen. Boneheads are going to cut us off in traffic. There are going to be people that piss us off and upset us. And we have to know how to handle it better, right? We have to learn how to better manage our stress because every single illness and injury is the result of stress. It's yeah. either physical, emotional, or chemical. Yeah. And even if it's a good product line, that is still considered a chemical stress because if, it, if it's the wrong product for you, yeah. It is toxic to you. I agree. Okay? I so agree. I'm not, and let me just back up for a second because I am not saying that products are bad. I am not. I think you can make a butt ton of money off of it. And I think that you can get some really fabulous results with them if they're appropriate for the for the client. I agree. But this but this whole concept of, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw peels under the bus for a minute just because <laughs> why not? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. If someone has a really inflamed skin, yeah, to put more acid and more yes. redness on that skin. I agree. It's like putting gasoline on a campfire and expecting it to go out. It's the I same agree. thing, right? So in some cases, peels are appropriate, right? I'm not right. saying that they aren't. They can be. Everything has its place. Every piece of equipment, every product, every food, every way of doing things has its time and its place. But we need to make sure it's appropriate for that client. What are you seeing then with your clients? Let's take the the typical product core that has every single thing under the sun. Have you taken them from product core to believer? Because here, those are the ones that I always think are the most difficult. Yeah. Um, well, I start out with a consult and I say, what has worked for you previously and what hasn't worked for you? And then I say, this is the reason you got results. This is the reason you didn't get results. How would you like to get results without spending all of this money on this product? Ooh. And if they say, okay, then we go that direction. If they say, I'm intrigued, but I'm scared to let it go. Okay. Ooh. Well, we don't have to let it go. Let's make sure that it's appropriate for you. If it's appropriate for your skin, fine, you can use it. If we're on the fence about it, take a break for a month and let's see what our changes are. Or if I'm not seeing the results I'm looking for, I'm going to ask you to stop. And if you don't want to stop, then I'm going to have to bail out because I will always 100% of the time give you the correct recommendations. And it's up to you to decide if it resonates with you, right? So I'm not going to force myself on anybody. I know how to help you. How committed are you to getting this problem handled? You know, I had a, um, a client come in that had been going to a dermatologist for several years. And every time she went, her skin got worse. Every time she went in, they were trying to sell her, you know, $150 worth of stuff. And when she came to me, the first, I mean, she talked as if she was an esthetician and she wasn't, she was just, she had just been around the block and she would say, my dermatologist put a, put me on these medications. That makes no sense to me. And all it did was make it worse. So he sends me to her, his esthetician and the products he told me to use. She said, no, those are crappy products. You need these instead. 
but she made me worse. And it and she said, her exact words were, I feel like every time I go in there, I'm just there to spend money and help her reach her goals. That's oh. what she said to me. And I said, okay, I'm sorry about that experience, but I've heard it before. How would you like to change this with not using products? I would love that. I said, because I don't want you to use products. We can fix this without it. Mm-hmm. But how willing are you to make the lifestyle changes and the behavior changes that led your body to go here? What's your level of commitment? If you're at a 10, we can be friends. If you're not at a 10, then I'm probably not your girl. So I'm just very Ooh. straightforward about it, you know? Ooh. And yeah, obviously not... she stayed with you. Oh, yeah. She's just happy as she could be. She's a happy little clam. She had congested skin all on her back all on her chest and then she had cystic on her face whoa i never touched her back i never touched her body but after two appointments her back was clear her chest was clear and her acne was significantly better because we made just two little tweaks to her diet you know and i don't go and say okay we need to completely change this we need to completely eliminate this food category i don't do that how can we work this into your life so that this is something that is going to fit into your routine that you're going to want to do. Because if we don't make it fit into their daily routine, they're not going to stick with it. True. And then they're disappointed. They're giving you a bad review. They're saying you don't know what you're doing. When in reality, you didn't work together long enough, right? So wow. it just is, I just think that the whole model just sets us all up for disappointment and failure. Wow. Well, guys. This was only a 30-minute session. Oh, was that 30 minutes already? Wonderful, Michelle. (laughs) Those of you who are attending or those of you who are on the fence, you better get off the fence and come (laughs) join us because Michelle's bringing fire. Absolutely. Michelle, uh, you are a wealth of knowledge. I am very excited to sit in the audience and be a student of yours. Um, And I don't do that with everyone, to be honest. I don't. Thank you. But I think that it's time to have this level of education and understanding. And I truly believe that everyone is going to fall in love with you instantly because you're speaking in a way that speaks to some people, I would say definitely estheticians, sometimes their weakness is feeling they have to do these certain things that the only way they can get results is if they use a certain product or if they do a certain modality or if they do a certain type of facial or certain brand or whatever. But I think you're bringing a breath of fresh air to the, to the folks who one are either very stagnant, which there's a lot, or people who are looking to go to another level, but at a, at a, at a level of, um, customer experience that we don't talk about. Right. And, you know, I don't care what products you use. doesn't matter what brand. It's not what you use. It's how you use it. That's all that matters. doesn't matter what equipment. doesn't matter what, what products, what brand. It's all about making sure that you understand the body and what it's telling you because it always tells you exactly what it needs. Yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> I said I was coming now. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna text you when we get done. Make my appointment. And come right over. Okay, guys, we're uh, gonna end it here. You can continue to listen to Michelle. If you guys come to Summit, she's going to be there. She's going to have her own table. She's going to be taking questions. She's going to be having everybody come chasing after her after she gets done. Maybe with a baseball bat. <laughs> Absolutely, it's going to be amazing thank you so much michelle and we can't wait to see you at summit
Thank you.